Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and with me is my son, Jaden. Jaden, how are you? I'm doing just fine. How about you? I, I'm doing good because I think it's the first time in a few weeks I actually got through our intro without a hiccup or a cough it or been messing something up. Quite challenging the past few shows. It has been. Not sure why, but... I, I don't know. That's... That's fine. I don't know. This is episode 45 for Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. It's going to be one of the last uh, couple times I can say that for this year. We've, oh, om- we've almost done a year's worth of podcasts. Yeah, I was looking at it and I was like, wow, we're almost at 50. I mean, we're going to hit... That's a lot. We're going to do episode 46 and then maybe 47 before the, the end of the year. We're going to be out of town for Christmas. We're going to be gone for two weeks. Oh, good point. And we're going to record one, maybe two... Uh, we'll probably record two more episodes before we go out of town. Um, and so we're, I don't know if we're going to hit 50 or not. We'll, we'll have to just see. We'll see. We'll see. This is Dad's Gaming Corner. And tonight, specifically, we want to talk about the case. We want, we want to make the case for indie developers. Uh, Nintendo released a indie, what do they call it? Indie Direct? Indie Direct. Not yeah. an indie Direct. A, no, um, nope. <laughs> indie nope. Spotlight. Nope. Not an indie, indie Spotlight. We call it the Indie Spotlight. We do? Yeah. No, we don't. We call it Indie Corner, I thought. We call it Indie Corner. Okay. They call it the Indie World Showcase. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. That's The right. Indie World Showcase on December 15th. It was yesterday, in fact. Indie Direct does sound kind of weird. I know. You know what? Nintendo has so many different names for all the different directs. I think that's what's throwing us off. But anyway, but uh, before we go into that, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dad's GC. And specifically, follow us on Twitter if you want to be part of our Christmas giveaway that we're doing. We'll give you Woo-hoo. more information about that here in a, in a few minutes. As well, be sure to follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash dadsgamingcorner. And as always, drop us a line at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com. And before we get into much of the news, we have a few things we want to talk about. But before we get into that, um, let's just give an update on what we've been doing. We just finished watching all eight seasons of Psych. We've not watched the movies yet, but we did watch all eight seasons. Yep. And then tonight we watched the... Uh, what was it called? Psych behind the show. <laughs> it was after the show. After psych after the show, it was the live thing they did right yeah. afterwards. Well, it wasn't really live for us, but you know. Yeah, but yeah, all um, the cast and crew. But on the word show, they had a P, like a silent P, right? Because like psych. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. So what did you think? Um, well, you know, emotional. The ending of a show is always a sad time. Unless you're weird and you love ending shows. No. Um, but for me, I always hate it. Cause, and especially like these long shows, they're like eight seasons, like Psych. Like, that's a long show. You know what I mean? So it's like you see the characters develop and grow. Like, that's almost a decade. Like, that's a long time. Right. Um, if only Sean could regenerate like the Doctor. Like the Doctor. But unfortunately, he wasn't even old, though. I mean... That's but true. He, I won't spoil anything, but um, I was, I was happy with the with the finale. I thought it was good. It was really good, and Psych did I, did something that few shows do, where they actually end on a very strong season, yeah. rather than oh yeah, yeah, you know, they had a good season and then they carry it out on a limping last season mm-hmm. and try to keep it going or something. Yeah, and it else. was very uh, strong final season. Yeah, and it's like that all throughout the the series. It's it a really, really consistent is series. the first season's the weakest season, and mm-hmm. then just it they just get strong and it stays strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really enjoyed that. And we just finished watching Star Trek Lower Decks, which I know that was, that took us a long time to get through, but really Which was enjoy- like weird because it's only like nine episodes yeah. or something like that. But it's really good. It's really it's good. I thought it was actually. super funny. 
Um, I really hope they continue that show. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed it. It was, I thought it was real good. Yeah. And we're getting excited for Wonder Woman uh, 1984. I'm super excited. Every time I see any promotional material, a poster, Literally um, anything. We'll be in GameStop and, and I'll see like anything. Those little um those little pop figures and I'll see the Wonder Woman ones. I'm like, oh I want to see the and movie. She's in her gold <laughs> armor, you know, and yeah. oh my gosh. Anything. It looks I um, see WW eighty four and I'm like, Yes, that's me. I want it. Really? Like I want like I want those posters all up in our new podcast room. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, uh once we need to go ahead and start taking some photos and putting it up on Twitter because oh, yeah. this room is looking legit. It's yeah, really it's, looking good. We put a lot of uh, hard work into this room. Um, it's looking better. It's really helped with our recording quality as well. Everything about this room is looking great. We still got some boxes. You know, minus the boxes around, all but, over the floor. But we're uh, making some progress, so that's fun. Got Mario over there, and Batman's watching over oh, yeah, everything. Of course, looks great. Looks great. And so I think we've officially made our Wonder Woman plans. And so we want to oh, yeah. see it in the theaters. However, which can I just say, the fact that it's coming on Christmas is like amazing. Like the perfect Christmas gift. Absolutely. From DC, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I just thought I'd throw that out there. So instead of taking, so we talked about going and seeing it, just the two of us to go see it you know, mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. like in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Caleb and Micah would, you know, they, they'd obviously throw a fit if we didn't take them. And mm-hmm. then if they went, mommy's not going to want to stay home. Yeah, She's going to want to come. And so that'd be, you know, yeah. five of us going to the movie theater. And that, that's and we'd have to go see it in Dolby Atmos, you know, with the big recliners and a huge screen. And, and I bet people are already getting tickets. So We, it, we already looked. Would we even be able to fit five people? I mean, we could. We just wouldn't get the really... Uh, good seats. Exactly. Which, it's one room and you have to get good seats. You have seats. to, yeah, you get, the, get the real nice ones. So what we're going to do is we'll do the HBO Max. It is in 4K now. We have a, you know, nice 65-inch TV with surround sound. So Turn the lights off. Turn the lights off. We'll punish anybody if they get up. No, no bathroom breaks. No interrupt. Like, like it's the movies. It's like the movies. No bathroom breaks. Pop no popcorn. That's it. And have candy in there and drinks and everything else. Put everybody in their seats. No one's getting up. Phones are on. Do not disturb. <laughs> and we're gonna sit there through the entire movie. Probably watch you know the first Wonder Woman the night before. Oh. You have you to. You have to. That's right. what we did with like Thor too. Remember? Oh yeah. We watched the first and second Thor and then saw Ragnarok. Well. Yeah. I only saw the first half of Ragnarok. Now, this is DC, though. So, I mean, should we, should we, I was going to say, should we watch any other movies? But not really, because this one actually takes place before. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, because the first Wonder Woman takes place, you know, way in the past. Yeah, long, long time. And then the second one takes place. I think it's like 1984, right? Exactly. It (laughs) takes place in 84. It it, it was a joke, because it's like the title of the movie. Right. So, there's no (laughs) other, there is no other DC movies that need to be watched, Mm -mm. because everything comes post, except for, um, oh, never mind. <clears throat> about to make a huge mistake talk about Captain we, Marvel. I was about to say, were you going to talk about... But that's DC. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I yeah, thought you were going to say uh, Captain Marvel. America. No, I was going to say uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. I was like, but, but yeah. Captain Marvel, she was... Oh, she was Marvel. Sorry, wrong one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there is nothing else to watch. We'll watch Wonder Woman the night, uh, the, the day before and then uh, Which, Wonder Woman 84. I'm Captain. excited for that. Yeah. So I haven't seen Wonder Woman in a while. So That'd be a good one to watch. And mm-hmm. then we'll go see it in um, Dolby Atmos when we get back from, when our, we get back from, from vacation. our vacation. And then we'll just go see it, the two of us. We'll make it nice and clean, so... Anyway. Yeah, anyways. So um, let's get on to the news here. Uh, as a reminder, we are doing our first uh, Dad's Gaming Corner Christmas giveaway, and woo-hoo. we are giving away up to four Nintendo Switch games in the month of December, which include Hollow Knight, Minecraft Dungeons Hero Edition, 
Fire Emblem Three Houses, Bioshock the Collection, and possibly a mystery gift. So these are these oh. are four great gifts here. Now here's the thing though. Um, there's two conditions on this. One, the number of winners depends on how many retweets we get on Twitter. So the more retweets, then the more uh, so the more entries there are, the more winners we get. So if we get up to 100 retweets, that's one winner. If we get up to 500 retweets, that's five winners. So you know, 100 equals one, 202, and so on. So the more retweets we get, the more winners. So make sure you're retweeting, you're you're liking it, you're sharing it with your friends, you're tagging your friends because the more retweets, the more entries, the more prizes we're giving away. Um, to do this, you must uh, to enter. You must uh, retweet, and it's and it's pinned to the very top of our Twitter account. So you just have to retweet it. You got to like it. You got to follow. Again, that's uh, at Dad's GC on Twitter, um, and you have a chance to win. Again, these are great games. I mean, uh, Hollow Knight. My, I'm sorry, Hollow Knight is as one of my favorite indie games of all times. It's one of the only indie games. It's the only one I can think of off the top of my head that I've ever given a perfect ten out of ten. I mean, it's my you know what right up there, my favorite all time indie game. It's a perfect platformer for me. Um, Metrovania-style game, great art-style music, everything. I, I love Hollow Knight, everything about it. Minecraft Dungeons Edition, or Dungeons Hero Edition, is a, is a really fun family game. Um, it's, it's a strong 7. Um, they've come out with some good DLC since then. I'm not sure. We haven't played it with the DLC. Now, the Heroes Edition comes with the DLC included, so you're actually getting the game and the DLC with that game. And I've heard the oh, DLC yeah. actually adds a lot of content to it. And but, the pandas, right? A, yeah, the pandas. And pandas. It's, it's a good, it's a good, you know, seven out of ten. Yes. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's a great game. Probably uh, a good solid nine. And that's a long game too. I mean, you get a solid ninety plus hours out of that. Oh game. yeah, Uncle Johnny was telling me a lot about that game. Um, Bioshock the Collection. I mean, for me, I, one of my favorite franchises of all times. Again, Bioshock the first game for me is a instant ten. And then you have Bioshock 2 and you have Bioshock 3 in there. Both those are amazing games as well. Um, and then we, if we get enough retweets, we also have a mystery gift in there, which I'll what? say this one thing about it. It is it is a collector's item. Oh. And it, it is still gaming, but it's a collector's item. That's all I can say. So you collectors out there like Padre over here, y'all. Jump on this thing. I'm just saying. Sure, I'm going to sure. jump on it. So, um, and another piece of news, they Nintendo did do an Indie World Showcase on December 15th, which was yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. Um they talked about a lot of indie games, and I think it just kind of goes with, you know, it's just kind of in the know. If they're doing an indie game, they're going to have some games that really stand out and some games that are just kind of yeah. mediocre. I was and thinking some about other that games earlier. that you're like, I, 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 I'm, you couldn't pay me to play that game. Well, I, mean, I guess you Oof. could. If you gave me a review code, I'd play it, but <laughs> not that I'd. You know, just some that cat game. Okay, let's not Which get into one? it. Which <laughs> one? Yeah, true. Which one? Yeah. No, let's, let's not bash any games here. Um, but some of the games that really jumped out to me. So Among Us has been a mobile game that came out Which earlier I'm this sure year. Everyone listening and, knows about right because of COVID. It like skyrocketed. But but it's not just because of COVID. I mean, um, it's a good game it is and people fun. are loving it. And I can't wait to try it on the Switch. And here's the thing: it's available right now, and it's only five dollars. So I know it's free on mobile, but then it has in-app purchases. But on the Switch, you pay five bucks, you have the whole game, and you can play. I think it's up to fourteen players. I think online, something ridiculous like that. Now it does require the Nintendo Switch Online service, but that's nothing. I mean, it, it, that costs nothing. I mm-hmm. think you can get as cheap as fifteen bucks a year or something. Mm. If, you have, if you're a family, it's like thirty, thirty-five dollars a year. And that's for up to six people. So I mean, it's it's nothing, and you get all the Nintendo Switch yeah. things. Nintendo is actually bringing five new games. I don't have them listed here, but five new games for the NES and the SNES online service they offer as well. 
Um, so great games, but and more games that they're bringing out with Indie World Showcase looked good, like Super Meat Boy Forever. I love Super Meat Boy. This game has I hundreds and hundreds of levels, and it. it just goes on forever. I never played forever. I only played no, no, Super no. It's Meat brand new. Oh, okay, good. No, it's brand new. I was worried that I was like super just out of the loop. And no, I was Super confused. Meat Boy Forever. Okay, good, good, good. Like, this well, then, just goes on forever, Jay. Uh, forever. Is that an actual song, or are you just... Again, I don't know. Seems like it should be. But this comes out December 23rd, so if you need those last-minute shopping gifts mm. right here, <laughs> yeah, get them, give them the game that just keeps on giving forever. forever. Super Meat Boy forever. And then uh, Cyber Shadow, which is published by Yacht... Yacht? Yacht. Yacht, thank you. Yacht Club Games, which, <laughs> yacht. <laughs> which produced... I'm thinking of a yak. Yak. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Uh, yacht Club Games, which... I did it again, Yacht. Yacht. My 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 tongue. Yacht Club Games, which produced Shovel Knight, which is a great plant uh, platform. Plant hey, you want me to take this? Would you take this? I'm getting all tongue tied here. Uh, yeah, Cyber Shadow, published by Yacht Club Games. Um, like you said, same people who were behind Shovel Knight, which we actually have a little Shovel Knight dude over there, don't we? Uh, oh we no, that's Hollow Knight. Never mind. We have the Amiibo. We do have the Amiibo, and those There's look pretty awesome. Um, great platformer. Yes. Started with a um, a crowdfunding campaign. Oh, man. I was going to say started great from game. the ground up. <laughs> Shovel. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Anyways. Um, um, great platformer game. I mean, just and it was funny writing, great dialogue. Uh, this game looks good. Yeah. Looks like a crossover, uh, like from the 90s, from like a, um, a Contra-style shooting game to Castlevania-style. The music sounded awesome. The, the music was the, pretty the, cool. The uh, art style looked like a high-end 32-bit game, so not like, not like, like a first-gen 32. It's like a 32 and a half? Or? Well, it's kind of like um, <laughs> anytime a console first comes out, like even with the Xbox, you look at Halo 1 on the original Xbox, and then mm-hmm. you look at Halo 3 on the original Xbox, and Halo 3 looks so much better than the original Halo. Mm-hmm. The original Halo looks like garbage. Oh. Um, it's just true. You know, towards the end of a lifespan. <laughs> right. So it's like looking at... Um, how it goes. Super Mario World on the um, Super Nintendo looked like, yeah, but then you looked at uh, Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo, and it looked like a next-gen game. Like, the colors were that much better. The graphics were that much better. Um, and this is, uh, Cyber Shadow looks like a high-quality, high-polished 32-bit game. It looked amazing. I wish I could buy it right now. It's coming out January 26th. Of next year, obviously. Of next year, yeah. Why don't you take um, these next couple? All right, so this next one we have is called Very, Very Valet. Um, I, I'm sorry. I think you need to say that with like a uh, little Very, little Very British Valet. Accent. Oh, British accent? Yes. Kind of like a little. Very, how do you say very in British accent? So Very, Very Valet. Is that British? No, but it's kind of like a little. I got my top Like a fancy on, guy? A little snobby, a little valet. Um, or you could just say Very, Very Valet, you know. Um, uh, I took my hat to you, sir. This game is like um, you Drive the cars and park them. You're a valet driver. Yeah, you're, you're a valet I mean, driver. It's in the name. Um, I mean, it looks super fun. I just realized you can probably hear me shaking my water bottle. And, yep. Oh, yeah. I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. Why do you shake your water? I put some mineral drops in here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, shaking it up. Well, I don't know why I'm doing it in the microphone. Um. Anyway, he's <laughs> like, here, guys, listen. <laughs> Oh, whoops. Anyways, uh, very, yeah, we very... we didn't soundproof the table. I mean... Yeah, no. Well, I give you a ru- rubber cu- coaster right there. It's but. a lot heavier than I thought it was. I didn't realize it was full. Anyways, um, yeah, so this game, you're... You can't get past the driving game. driving the car. Very, very valet. Go ahead. And you're driving the car, and you just kind of drive around, and you got to park it. And I 
I couldn't, I didn't know for sure, but it looked like there was tasks along the way you had to complete. Now, don't quote me on that because I don't know. It just kind of looked like that based on the gameplay they were showing. Well, and the thing about this game is that it's designed to run multiplayer as well. And so you're competing to um, valet park all of these cars, but you're going through obstacle courses. Mm-hmm. And um, and it looks like one of those games where it doesn't matter if you're crashing over people or running into them yeah. or crashing through a fence and everything else. You just got to get the, the car from point A to point B Which, as quickly as you can. For me, at least personally, is part of the reason... Um, this game looked interesting to me because it's not one of those where you have to be super careful and tedious with every movement. And you're not working together. You're working against each other. It's the games like Overcooked where you're working together mm-hmm. that get super stressful to me. If games that were just like, get out of the way, we're running each other off the road, that yeah. sounds like fun. That does sound fun. That sounds like fun. Um, so. That's coming out early 2020 or early 2021, sorry. So y'all be looking out for that. Definitely um, have my eye on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Trash Sailors. Again, we're not listing all of them. These are just ones that grabbed our eyes. But Trash Sailors is coming out spring 2021. No, absolutely nothing about this game it, except for the art style instantly grabbed me. They had this raft going down the river. You're kind of like in third-person perspective over the raft. While it still had a 3D look, um, it, was star- it was a dark and stormy night, and the waves were coming out in torrents. That's how it looked. And mm-hmm. you had everybody on this raft, and they had electrical uh, cranes, motorized cranes they were using to grab things out of the water as they're going down this stormy river. They were fishing things up out of the river. They're grabbing things. And then, but also there were animals like attacking them, and the oh, wind yeah. was gra- going everywhere. Um, it reminded me of that scene from Narnia, the third Narnia movie, where they're going into like the um, island or whatever. Voyage of the Dawn Treader? Yes, yes, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And it's like the last island they're going to, and they go in, they start floating in, there's like super dark, and then mm. remember yeah. the big sea thing? That, the game reminded me of that scene. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I don't know anything about this game, but the art style and the mechanics that you could see working just looked really good. And so I, I'm actually really excited for this game to come out. And then um, there's this next game coming out. It's I'm sorry, Trash Sailors is spring of 2021. And then this next, these next two, or last two, are both coming out in March of 2021. Um, why don't you take this next one here? Don't you? Yes. Um, okay, so yeah, this game, like you said, is coming out March 2021. Um, it's called Tunche. Um, it is. I thought it was super interesting because it reminded me a lot of Castle Crashers, and I know you all have heard us talk about Castle Crashers on this show a few times, and how much uh, we all love Castle Crashers over here. Um, so I was super excited for this, you know. Um, and I thought the art style was real cool, and I th- and the creators of the game based the levels off of the Amazon rainforest, which I also thought was really cool. Um, but yeah. There's there's one thing about the game that we were both kind of iffy on, and it was the fact that we weren't sure how many players it was. Right. Because in the gameplay they were showing, it only ever showed one person playing or two people. They showed up to two. Right. So I don't know. Castle Crashers is up to four. Um, and I feel like that's part of what makes Castle Crashers so much fun is you can play with multiple people and you all have a fun with it. So I'm curious to see if it's only up to two players. Nope, I or just double checked. It's up to four players. Oh well, then there you go. Um, okay, being that it's up to four players, and the character art uh, design on this game looked great, mm-hmm. a lot of fun, um, and it is up to four players couch co-op, um, and um, it is and it is more of a beat 'em up style game, so it is going to be very much down the same vein as Castle, Castle Crashers, Crashers, but with a hand uh, drawn. It style was also kind of like um, 
scrolling, screen scrolling, mm-hmm. like Castle Crashers yeah. was. It's, it, it's going to be like a beat em Yeah, it had strong Castle Crashers vibes, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a beat em ups. It looks like it has boss battles and everything else along the Amazon. Cool. So uh, the last one, um, let's see here, is Hazel Sky, which is coming out in March 2021. And I had something pulled up for it. Let me find it a second. Honestly, I don't even remember this game. Yeah, so the reason uh, the reason I'm talking about this one is that this one actually looks really good to me. When they were uh, showing previews of it, the art style just looked amazing. Oh, is um, this the one? Yeah, I mean that's the actual gameplay. I don't know. It had it had it had somewhere between like Mist and Riven um, exploration and Bioshock. Type of styles to I them. was thinking the exact... Well, I mean, not the mist part, because I never played... But I got strong Bioshock vibes, especially when right. it first started. I was like, whoa, this kind of looks like Bioshock. Um, On Nintendo's website, it says, Hazel Sky is a heartfelt adventure about a young engineer facing his destiny and his desires. Sent to an island far from home in the flying city of Gideon, Shane must pass the trials and return as an engineer or face banishment. Oh. Connect via radio, Shane and... Fellow uh, trainee engineer Aaron strike up a and I can't read this and elicit friendship a friendship that will change the way Shane sees the world. Um, it just looks really really good. Um, there's flying mechanics that you can ri- uh, ride. Um, you can jump, cling, and sw- uh, cl- I'm sorry, jump, climb, and, and swing, swing, um, <laughs> and slide through through all throughout the world. There's flying machines, riding machines. Um, there's engineering things. I don't know. It just looks great. Sounds like they got just about everything, buddy. Just about everything. And get, get this. Supported languages. Japanese, Portuguese, German, Russian, Chinese, and English. Well, there you go. I mean, it's like every game. But still. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. The art style looked The art style looked very ambitious because it didn't, it didn't just look like good graphics, but the worlds looked rich. And I love when an indie game... Um, gets out there and does something that's not just unique but beautiful as well. I thought it looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the main topic for tonight's show, which is uh, we're making the case for indie developers. And so let me let me tell you what I mean by that. Um, the case for indie developers. Um, there are, and it's kind of it's interesting to to kind of look at this still today because indie games have been on. Um, on the rise for for years now. Um, indie games began to pick up steam right around the Xbox 360 um, era. Li- life, yeah, era. Uh, Super Meat Boy was one of the games that made it big back then. Um, one of the first indie games that, that that probably made it big were games like Braid, um, Super Giant Games, uh, their first game. Um, oh, we both have it. Mine just completely drew a blank. Um, a Bastion. Ooh, Bastion's really Great game. good. Great game. That Bastion's one of those indie games that came out that showed... Oh, That's an indie game? I didn't even know game. that was an indie game. That's an indie game. Uh, wow. it's, games like uh, Bastion, um, Braid, these uh, Super Meat Boy, these were games that came out and showed these indie games don't have to be just as 2D linear um, you know, games that you beat in an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Um, very low budget, low quality, and everything else. They might have a low budget, but they don't have to look low budget. They don't. They don't have to. Even right. though they're a team of only one to two players, or I'm sorry, players one to uh, one to two people on these teams, they can still be games that have hours and hours to them. They can have a story that uh, has depth and feelings and emotions. They 
They can have gameplay that has puzzles. That, I mean, they just go on and on. They you, have, you can have truly heartfelt stories. Um, Bastion, the first time I played Bastion back on the PC when it first came out, I mean, the narrator in that in the story is amazing. Um, I mean, now some of the mechanics today might feel a little dated in that game, but that game still holds up. It's super good. It's yeah. a great game. Yeah, it's a great game. Super Meat Boy, when it came out on the Xbox 360 years ago, um, I mean, it's arguably one of the best platformers. It, I mean, it, it did things that no platformer before it ever did. I mean, it was right up there with, you know, Super Mario Brothers. But, you know, it, if, if Sonic made Mario look slow, Super Meat Boy made Sonic look slow. I mean, <laughs> that's just the reality of it. Um, indie games have stood the test of time, and they weren't just a fad that came and went. They've continued to get better and better and better. Now we have games like um, Hollow Knight that's incredible. We've got games like you know e, uh, FTL, Faster Than Light, that's on PC that I wish they would bring to Switch. Mm. You've got games um, uh, like Shantae. Uh, we did uh, 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 interview with the developer. Well, with River City Girls. Um, goes, and that yeah. was a uh, smash them, you know, beat em ups type of game that holds up with you know AAA developers. There are so many great indie games today that either hold up to indie, or, I'm sorry, either hold up to the same standard as AAA title games, or even beat them at their own game. Um, and it's not. And here's the thing: it's <laughs> their not own game. It's its own game. It's not that there's a competition between an indie developer and a AAA developer. Say, like when I say AAA, I mean com- big companies like Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, right? EA, Ubisoft, the big ones, things like that. The cool kids, you know, the the, the mega corporations <laughs> that have yeah. you know the multi million dollar budgets. It's not about the competition. It's rather saying. These indie studios that have a much smaller budget are able to produce games of the same caliber. It's just acknowledging the fact that they're doing it and they're doing it super well. Um, one uh, one of my favorite indie games um, to date still um, is uh, Senua Hellblade's Sacrifice, or Hellblade Senua. Sorry, I said it backwards. <laughs> Hellblade Senua Sacrifice, phenomenal game. Man. And that was and that and that came out by an indie studio. You would not think it though. No, you wouldn't. The, that that game is insane. Um, it's I, incredible. I think I lasted like five minutes in that game. Yeah. Um. So I can't speak for it. But the fact that I had to just stop. Maybe your next birthday we can try it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe if I get <laughs> a little bit older. No, I don't know. That game was scary though. I got five minutes and I was like, Nah, I'm good. But, I mean, that's how good it is, though, and how well they executed what they were going for. So, again, it's not about, you know, trying to, you know, compare them apples to apples or to say, you know, support indie developers all the way and forget AAA. That's that's not what this is about. There are, there are still gamers, and, again, it's interesting to even have this conversation today because indie games have been, um, I feel like indie games are becoming so much more mainstream than they were even, you know, Three years ago, five years ago, uh, the Xbox 360 did a lot for for indie gamers. And then when Steam first, not first came out, but, you know, several years later after 360, Steam was real good for indie developers. And then several years after that, um, you know, the Switch came, comes out, you know, four years ago. And Switch was huge was for indie developers. This this coming March will be four years for the Switch. Man. Um, and the Switch was huge for indie developers, and in that first life cycle of the Switch, we were hearing stories about indie develop- developers get, having more sales than they were on other platforms altogether because it was a brand new system. And you know, in the beginning, there were a lot of games on Switch, and so people were porting their games. 
Um, so people were discovering the joys of, you know, of indie titles. And so the conversation to be had is that indie games hold um, tons of enjoyment, and there are still people um, that, for whatever reason, don't give indie games the time of day simply because they still view them as, ah, it's an indie game, it's mm-hmm. a shorter game, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a $2 game versus a $60 game, so why bother type of a thing. Right. Um, and now, now that they look at it in a negative way, but it's more of a, well, it, why try an off-brand when I know I'm just, I'd rather have a Coca-Cola? Right. I'm not, well, you know, why buy the generic? Right, right. Um, and, and that's a, that's a terrible uh, you know, comparison or even an evaluation, but I think that's how people look at it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why bother with the, um, the, the indie version of a game when I've got you know, the AAA title? Yeah. So a great example, again, would be, um, um, uh, what was it? Uh, NBA, uh, uh, what, was, what was Playgrounds first called? The first one. Uh, Just NBA Playgrounds? NBA Playgrounds, right. Okay, so NBA so. Playgrounds started off as a, as a An indie, indie game. game before 2K bought them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so NBA Playgrounds. Why why bother with NBA Playgrounds when I have NBA 2K, you know, 16 or 17, whatever gosh, it was? Because gosh darn it, those 2K NBA games are the most confusing games you'll play in your but, life. No, but even if, you know, you were great at those games, you might look at it and go, ah, that looks cartoon, that's whatever. But until you take time to spend time with it, you you, you fail to realize how incredible some of these games are. Right. Um, and even JRPGs, people that are hardcore, you know, JRPG fans who've played a lot of these AAA titles, whether it be Final Fantasy or anything else, um, there are some really good indie ones out there. And when they try them, they might be shorter. Uh, instead of being a, a, an 80-hour long game, it might be a 20- or 30-hour game. But the story might be just as gripping. Um, you know, the, the art style might be a little bit less, but it still might be the same emotional journey. Um, and it might be a third of the price. So mm. it's worth trying out. Um, the, the game industry is so much larger than, than the movie industry the, the, it, by a huge margin, huge margin. That's crazy. Yeah, it, well, it, ha- and it has been for a few years now, yeah. and it's continuing every single year. The margin gets larger and larger and larger. The gaming industry is so much larger than the movie industry. Um, you want to make money? Get into games. Don't get into movies. It's just, <laughs> it's just it's fact. It's reality. Um, but do whatever your passion is if you like do whatever movies. Your passion if you like about. movies, do movies. Yeah, do whatever your passion's about. <laughs> um, but, but now indie developers are actually moving in to making indie, independent films. Oh, yeah. And so there's independent films coming out more and more. The Life of Pi was an independent film. And so there's oh, these, really? there's these movies really coming out movie. that are independent films that are really good movies. Um, and there's others, and I don't have the list in front of me, but there are other independent films that were just amazing coming out. Um, and they're becoming a little bit more mainstream. Used to be independent films were only shown at select theaters, and now they're becoming more and more of national releases. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're, the case is to be made for indie developers, both games and for movies. And so, I don't know, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think also another reason um, we're doing this and that um, I think it's so important to highlight on these indie games is like you said, some people may just not bother with them, but I feel like lots of people also don't know that they're there. You know what I mean? Um, right. Like I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know about any of these games if you, you know, weren't constantly like looking for new games and stuff like that. Um, because you know, because they are indie games and because they're not super, you know, from these 
already successful and big companies, um, I feel like lots of people just don't know that they're there. So I feel like it's important to highlight them and show people what's up and give credit where credit's due. Um, but that's that's my only thought on it. I was just looking at some other um, indie games that were I'm not indie games, sorry, indie uh, independent films that came out that um, that mm-hmm. I know got you know high widespread widespread out there and everything else. Um, now, some I know a lot of these names. Um, most of these I have not seen, but some of the ones that are, I've seen everywhere that I know brought in a lot of money are, are movies like um, Lady Bird, uh, Ex Machina, The Invitation, Get Out, uh, Whiplash, uh, War Room. Um, let's see here, Looper, um, and and a lot of these movies have big name actors in them as well. And that's the other thing. A lot of these. Uh, you in, in the in the beginning, uh, independent films were um, people you never heard of, um, mm-hmm. but nowadays they have people that you do know. Wild with Reese, uh, Witherspoon, um, 127 Hours, Mud. I mean, the list just goes on of independent films that have real people, or not, I say real, but have <laughs> you know the bigger uh, actors in them. Right. Um, and the list just keeps going on of popular independent films. Black Swan. I mean, there's just there's a lot of these films that people watch. That are independent, and it's it's becoming more and more mainstream. And so, I think when people hear indie games, they immediately think of um, a cheap little game. But then, uh, I get people to try out games like SteamWorld Dig Two on the Switch, which arguably is one of the best games out there on the Switch. I mean, as far as you know, it's, it's worth the money. Spend it's twenty it's a twenty dollar game, which is worth twenty bucks. But you can get on sale all the time for half price, um, and I haven't found anybody who's played the game who has absolutely loved it yet, and it's just a great game. So, um, with that being said, there are four indie games we do want to talk about tonight on the Switch. And uh, I, now, up front, we did receive review codes for each one of these games. Um, and if you've listened to the show for any length of time, um, we do reviews for all kinds of games. Um, and if we've received a review code, we do state it up front. Um, and we've given some games with review codes. You know, honest reviews that were real low, <laughs> threes and fours yeah. at times. And so, uh, but these games uh, all rate extremely high on our list, and these are some great games. Uh, Jay, let's go ahead and skip this first one. We're, I do want to go and save this one for last here. Okay. And okay. so the first one I want to put it here on the list is Party Hard 2, and this is the second one. I never played the first one, so I cannot speak to the first one. Um, but I will speak to the second one. So this one is M rated for mature, and so... Um, there is some uh, some of the it's, there's no spoken di- or there is some spoken dialogue, but most of it is text based, and so there is some language in that. Um, but the main reason it's rated infamature is because you're basically the objective of the game. The, the objective of this game is that you're going off killing people. You are yeah. an assassin. Um, it's rated infamature. Um, again, we did get a review code for it. Uh, we are giving it an eight out of ten. I say we. It's more of me than Jaden. This yes. isn't really his cup of tea. No. Nope. Um, I I really like this game. <laughs> I really like this game. Uh, I've said it before on the show that I really like the uh, the series Hitman back in the day. Um, and this reminds me of a 2D-style Hitman where you've got to get through all the different obstacles to hit your main target. Hit your main target. I just realized I said that. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. So you can pick it up almost everywhere. It's $19.99. Um, and so again, it's an indie game for twenty bucks, but it's well worth 
your money. And so I'm going to read just a little bit here from their website and then talk about some of the things that I really like about this game. So it says, welcome back to the extended party hard universe. Choose from hundreds. And that's the thing I, I love about this game. Choose from hundreds of ways of dealing with noisy partygoers, incidentally destroying a drug syndicate, and save the earth from an alien invasion. May the chickens be with you. So that's the thing. You're actually saving the earth because these partygoers are destroying the neighborhoods, aliens are destroying the, the, the neighborhood, and these drug lords are destroying the neighborhood. I mean, most of your objectives are going in there and destroying, or like, you know, go kill, you know, these drug dealers and these sorters and these, I mean, you're, you're, you're a vigilante. It's all you're doing. You're putting on a cape and a right. mask. What is, may the chickens be with you? May the chickens be with you. What? What, what uh, is yeah, that? You just got to play the game. So the, oh, so okay. the story, I mean, there really I is, played the there game. really, there really is no story to this game. Uh, I mean, I mean, there is, but I mean, oh, the story is like a wash. This is a significant story. <laughs> but, but, but the, the the very beginning premise of the game is that, you know, you're a guy in a dead end job. You, you know, you wake up, go to bed, you wake up, go to work, go to bed, wake up, go to work, go to bed, wake up, go to work, go to bed. And then there's these people partying at 3 a.m. right outside your window. You're tired of it. And so you take matters into your own hands and you go out there and decide, you know what, I'm going to end this party. And how else better to end the party than to um, everybody. take care of some people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, it is rated M for mature for that very for good reason. reason. Um, but here's the thing. There's dozens of ways to take to take care of people. Um, there's four playable dif- different characters that each have their own unique styles, stats, and abilities. There's 14 different levels, two different boss fights. Um, there's you can take out multiple targets simultaneously with powerful different kills abilities. And let me say this: this game is hard. It is hard, but it's rewarding. Um, the first time I played this game, I picked it up. Uh, I played that first level, I don't know how many times, six, seven, eight times, and I'm thinking, I am, and I think I even said it on the show when we first started the review, I was like, I am terrible at this game. I think I'm liking it, but I'm terrible at this game. Mm. And then um, I picked it up once, and it just finally clicked. And I'm like, I love this game. And once it clicked, I did great. And I was beating level after level after level. And then I get to a level, and I get stuck a little bit. And here's what I found, and, and I'll, I'll just, this isn't a spoiler, but this is a tip. If you pick up this game, here's, here's your tip from Dad's Gaming Corner. Every single level you go to, don't do anything. Don't worry about the objectives. Just scope out the level because every, every level is very unique and different. Every level has a, has a secret uh, passageway. It might have a wall that has a crack that you can sneak through, or you can go through a manhole cover and get to somewhere else. There's all these shortcuts. Through Each level has multiple shortcuts. So find the shortcuts because that is key when you need to escape the police or escape somebody. But that those are the key. So scope out the levels. Find out all the shortcuts. Find out you know, where everything is before you do anything. You'll save yourself time. You'll save yourself a lot of repeats. And, and it's, just, it's just so worth it. Um, the game is extremely hard, but it's very rewarding. Um, really, really, really like it. Again, th- this game is like a 2D take of, of Hitman. Um, we've talked about Serial Cleaner on this game before. I'm sorry, on the show before. Uh, and it's a lot like Serial Cleaner, if you've played that on the Switch. Uh, if you were to add a more mature rating, Serial Cleaner is basically uh, a mobster game where they hire you, the Hitmans or the mobsters ha- hire you in to come clean up the mess. And so there's these, you got to kill the people and then you got to clean up with a mop afterwards and 
basically the same game, but not nearly as gruesome. So if you're looking for this kind of game, but maybe not as mature, you can go check out Zero Cleaner. Um, this game is great, though. Uh, the music is amazing. Um, the art style is great. There's a, the, the wide variety of traps is amazing. I mean, you can go in there and you can rig a vending machine. So when someone walks up to it, it explodes in their face. You can you can rig um, water machines. You can you can get gasoline um, and add it to a bottle and create your own little. Um, oh, oh, mine just went blank. Yeah, but um, um, grenade. Yeah. It's called something, uh, alcohol with a thing. Um, Mine just went blank. Um, it's okay. Everyone listening knows exactly what I'm talking about, and it's, and it's it's my mind's tripping right now. But anyway, you can create, you can combine different items in this game to create different types of explosives and weapons and everything else. And then you can even, I got to be careful how much I say, you can even um, use large objects with wheels to send it down a street. And yeah. large objects with wheels. <laughs> Y'all figure that one out. All right. Anyway, there's just there's so much you can do with this game. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's very satisfying. Um in a sick demented sort of way. Very satisfying. This is the least satisfying game I've ever played. In in a dark demented sort of way. Yeah. Um remember, I won't... remember when we did a show about Batman and we talked or about the Joker and and Mark Hamill said there's a side of the Joker that they he enjoyed <laughs> yes. playing. There's a side of this game that's like that's kind of fun. No, there's not, not in my, my opinion. Now, I'm not going to hate on this game or anything because this game is just not for me. I just personally didn't enjoy it. Um, I was playing it for like 10 minutes, maybe 15. I didn't play it for very long. You know, you played it actually for like 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah. Okay, I played it for like 20 minutes. Um, I didn't, didn't progress from the first level. You at did all. beat the first level. I beat it. Well, almost beat I it. You I did. All, you did all. You did all of the objectives, but then you died oh, right yeah, at the. Yeah. You, you, oh yeah, then I you, blew you, myself you, up you, on accident. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I just didn't enjoy the game. Like I was like, what? Like I like I honestly just there was no enjoyment out of me. When playing it. So here's one of the things I really like about this game. So, for example, the very first level, I'll just use this as an example. It's because it's very simple. Um, you have to take out, and I won't give spoilers, and I'll try to be careful how I say this, mainly because of the different audience that's listening. You have to take out four of one type of, of, of subjects and then three of another kind um, and then destroy, like, a couple of crates. Now, how you do that is up to you. And there's multiple ways of doing that. There's not just one way to do it. You can do it however you <laughs> oh, want to. So they, so they leave the murder ways. ideas up to you. Completely up to that you. That is great. But here's the thing, though. It's not just up to you. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. It's not just like... It's not, so it's not like you just going up with somebody with a knife. You can actually bribe people to take care of the business for you. There, there's so many different ways. And then as you're working through a level, you can actually decide, you know what, I'm tired of all this sneaking around. You can just go mayhem on literally everything that, that moves. And then you find that you, you're discovering other objectives that remain hidden that you've now unlocked. Right. So every level has these other objectives. There's other objectives that you can do of complete your objectives while never alarming anyone. So no one ever gets scared. The police are never called, things like that which makes the game even more challenging. So anyway, um, the, the game has fantastic cutscenes, cut And this is one thing I did add at the end when I was looking at just writing the review on this game was um, 
Party Hard 2 has fantastic cutscenes that really made me wish for a short anime to follow after beating the game. Like, when I was done, I was thinking, if you could, I mean, just sewing the cutscenes together, it would have been really cool to see an anime from this. Um, One of my favorite animes ever is Death Note, and it was a very short anime. I would love to see the writers of this game, of the the art style, put together just like a one season or or a short two-season anime that goes along the story of this. I mean, I just... I don't know. The art style, the story, I would really like that. It would be kind of dark, so they would need to add humor to it. Yeah. Um, but really liked it. Anyway, but we're giving that a solid 8, eight out of 10. Really like that. We'll put links in the show notes for it. Um, the <laughs> second game we want to talk about is Scourgebringer. Now, this is rated mm-hmm. T for 10. T for 10. T, T for, for 10. <laughs> T for 10. That's it's $16.99. Again, a review code was provided, and we're giving it a solid 8 out of 10 on this game. This is a really good game. It's on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Steam. Uh, let me just read a few things here from the website. Scourgebringer is a fast-paced, free-moving, roguelite platformer. And it says, dive into the fast-paced, rogue platforming gameplay described by Eurogamer as Dead Cells meets Celeste. And so if you've played, excuse me, if you've played those two games, um, you totally agree. Be- because it's almost like looking at Celeste, but now it gives Celeste a dark side. Because Celeste is a very... Um, emotional character um, the levels are um, even though it's an emotional journey with Celeste it's uh, she's very uh, very colorful um, there's strawberries in the game um, it, it's Aww. a different kind of game um, but then you look at dead cells which is a uh, like a beneath the surface darker game so it's like dead cells meets Celeste so it's like Celeste with attitude and, <laughs> and, and that brings you into scourge bringer and that's who you are in this game um, Slash and shoot your way smoothly with super fluid platforming controls. Sharpen your skills mm. with with a frantic combat system focused on attacks only. And that's one of the really cool things about this game is that there's a combat flow system. And then once you jump up in the air, if you start learning the, the combats and the moves and the yeah. attacks just right, you just start flowing. Yeah, and it's also super duper easy to learn. Mm-hmm. Like I played... It picks up fast. I, only, I barely played this game, but I was doing levels and I like was in the air the whole time. Like, I wouldn't touch the ground because I was just constantly in the air doing different combos and stuff. It's like one of those, uh, like those, um, uh, uh, I was going to say combat movies, but no, one was like a, like martial art. Uh, the word's not coming to my brain Karate? Right no, it's like one of those, <laughs> uh, like those Asian martial art movies where there's like, mm-hmm. oh, kung fu movies. I was, just, I was trying to think like the old kung ones. Kung Fu like Panda? From, I was, thinking, I was trying to think specifically like from the uh, like the seventies and 80s. oh like the actual like seventies eighties kung I fu. I remember movies some of those where they're just doing amazing like amazing <laughs> you know Hollywood style kung fu action yes. for or a fight scene will last for like forty five minutes yes. and they're flying through the air rem- between the trees. Memories. It's like that. I remember watching some of those. It, old it's it's like that in the game, but it's so cool. Yeah, it, it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It says defy hordes of unspeakable enemies and giant bosses, holding the secrets of the scourge. Explore the infinite depths of an ever-changing dungeon. Um, it is a roguelite, so the the game Ooh, is yeah. constantly changing. Um, every time you I did play, like that it part changes it. it up again. So it's not like repeating the same levels over mm-hmm. and again. Uncover mysteries and find mementos of previous explorers to unlock reality, uh, defining secrets. As you, the deeper you get into the game, you begin to find elements of an ancient computer and and other. And I don't want to go give you any spoilers, but other elements. Um, that you find that other explorers have died and left behind, and you bring them back. You always bring them back to this tree and to this guy that's, that's 
that's down there with you, and he starts telling you more, revealing more, and there's an altar there, and you can exchange items there. Um, and you and at, again, no spoilers, but you but you, there's an essence in the game. Um, and I won't say what it is yet, but you can exchange it either at this altar or with other people throughout the game, and it can give you boosts to your character. And it's actually like a leveling, um, like a skill mm-hmm. tree that you can increase in your character. And I love me a good skill tree. Love a good skill tree. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is so good, but the combat, the movement, it's tight, it's responsive. Yeah, I did um, like that part the, of it. The, the it, but and it's so much so to where. Um, you you be when once you find that that combat like there's a fluid movement to it there's a pattern and once you get into that channel you can just fly through the levels you just fly but literally time, <laughs> literally but, but but once you misstep once it, it's almost like an instant finish for you like you mm. die just very quickly yeah you only have i think you start off with like 7 lives or mm-hmm. something like that you can increase that you can yeah but you start off with 7 and i was dying a lot um but you know we don't talk about that no, the pixel art is beautiful. The soundtrack is futuristic, um, but but it also picks up with the tide of combat, which I really liked. You get in there and it's it's kind of spacey and sci-fi, uh, and then when, and then when you get the more enemies you get in there, and the music picks up, and if your hearts start lacking, the music picks up and it gets really like hard rock, mm-hmm. futuristic, and then when you clear them all, it gets you know a little bit more calm Violin-y and everything else. And yeah, chilling. No, it's great. Soothing. Uh, there's a vi- <laughs> wide array of abilities, weapons, and upgrades that adds to the frantic, you know, heart pounding action. Um, it just really makes the game enjoyable, um, and it just it, it's very fast paced, um, exhilarating. Um, it, it's almost to the point to where you're, you're almost finding yourself just like not. It's like playing one of those games where you find yourself not blinking and you're just super staring intensely, super like yeah, super yeah. and you're just playing and you're just or this going, next going, one we're going, talk going, about. going, and you play it nonstop until finally you die and you're like, oh, I died. And at the time you're thinking, oh, you know what? I just died. I realized I've been needing to go to the bathroom for the last fifteen yeah. minutes. <laughs> I needed to get a drink. I needed to blink my eyes. So then you take mm-hmm. a break. Um, it it's brutal. But not to the point where you rage quit. It's brutal to the point mm. of, okay, I've learned from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Let's get back into it. And you go back and you play some more. I did notice this that. This game is so playing. much fun. I Yeah, I died a few times, but it wasn't like frustrating. You know what I mean? Like yes, I would die, yes. but I was like, okay, now let's move on. Like it, it was, it was, it was really unique in that way for me. Um. No, I, to- I totally agree. Uh, the huge variety of enemies, attacks, and overall chaos makes for a nail-biting adventure that you won't be putting down any time soon. Absolutely Unless you get grounded. love this game. Um, Christopher. You and Christopher have like this <laughs> beef with one another. He started it. Here's he challenged the me to a smash, smash down. How old is Christopher? Down? Like 10 or 11. You're 15. Know. You're 15. <laughs> Hey, he challenged me. You're a high schooler. He challenged barely. I'm a freshman. He challenged me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyway. Uh, that's Scur- yeah. that's Scourgebringer. Amazing game. Giving it an eight out uh, eight out of ten. We'll put links to it in the show notes. Definitely want to pick that game up. It's it's incredible. So, uh, next game we want to talk about again indie game. And so, again, guys, these are some amazing indie games that we're talking about that are right up there that we would say pick these up. You know, at the price right now in the eShop, they're totally worth your time. Amazing games. So this next one is Disc Room. Um, it's rated T for 10. I did it again, T for 10. 
It's rated T for teen. Why is it rated T for teen? Okay, this is a game. All right. Oh, this is a game like- where you have <laughs> giant blades like a skill saw chopping your head off. But it's all like cartoony and like hand drawn. And there's blood everywhere. Yeah. Hand drawn blood. T for teen. Mm. That's why. Right. Um, it's fourteen ninety nine. It's on Nintendo Switch and it's on Steam. So, and I, I have to say, this, I love this on uh, when you look at it on the Nintendo eShop, uh, right at, right underneath you know the, the basics of the game where it tells you you know the title and everything else. The first thing it says, "Are you ready to get sliced in half?" And Jaden wants to know why it's rated T for Teen. It's all hand drawn. That's right, and cartoony. So it's all right. like. The year is 20... I feel like I need to say it a different way. The year is 2089, and a giant disc has appeared in orbit of Jupiter. Step into the oversized spacesuit of a brave scientist and explore the sprawling intergalactic slaughterhouse. T for teen. <laughs> All right, take it. Um, oh, and remember, what kills you only makes you stronger. All right, tell me what you well, love about really. this game. If it kills you, then you're dead. Tell me what you love um, about this game. This is one of those games that um, is very fast-paced, and you're going to die a lot, probably a few times within just a couple seconds. Not sure how that's possible, but I've done it. It's one of those games. You know what I mean? How, like, it, you know, it's moving. It's like, um, it's a lot like Super Meat Boy. We were comparing it to Super Meat Boy while we were playing it. Um, the I mean, the gameplay isn't similar. It's just the fact... That it's one of those fast-paced games to where you die right. very often and you just restart the level, um, which I normally get very tired of those games very easily. Super Meat Boy is one of the exceptions. Uh, I'll play Super Meat Boy for a couple hours, but um, um, it's one of those games where you know you'll die a lot and you have to replay. Um, but it's 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 not super frustrating. Who? <laughs> Goodness gracious! Now. For anyone who's played this game, and to all the people who will play it in the future, there is this one thing in the game that just kills me every time. Um, it's it's when you get that that cool, that good feeling, like you made a nice dodge from one of the discs or something. And you're like, ooh, that was that was that was slick. But then that dodge <laughs> caused you to run into another one, and you're like. Dang it! I just did something super cool, and then I looked dumb. You know what I mean, Padre? So that's one of the re- so one of the things we said in the review is that the disc room is loads of fun to play, surrounded with friends as you skate by death or get sawed in half. Yeah, and that's the exact thing because we were I was watching you play yesterday or a few days ago, and you did that exact thing. Like you were in a really tight spot, and it looked like you're about to die, and you sk- sk- just skated by barely, mm-hmm. just skated by. And we we're like, oh yeah, and you just. And then this blade comes out of nowhere. And it's right. Like a, oh, my God. It was such a clean kill. Like, mm-hmm. you should have dodged it easily. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you missed, the, you you know, you missed all of the, you know, the, the impossible thing. Mm-hmm. And you escaped. And then a the slow truck comes. The one coming out of nowhere. Yeah. You're like, what? That's what's, that's another thing that's super <laughs> crazy about this game is you never see anything coming. And it's super unpredictable. And it's super just chaotic. And um, unlike Super Meat Boy, where you can uh, memorize the levels mm-hmm. and and you like you know exactly when the razor the mm-hmm. saw blades are coming, uh, even though the levels are the same, the, all of the blades spin out differently. Mm-hmm. And so when you go back to that same level, the blades could be you know coming out at a different you know what am I trying to say? Um, 
they may not shoot out north, south, east, west in that order. It might be right. north, west, south, east or something. Mm-hmm. And so you're, the pattern might, the, that's what I'm saying, the, the spin-out pattern of the blades could be It's never the same. Right, yeah. they could be different for each level. And then not to mention, there's different types of discs. Oh my gosh. That are different sizes, different so speeds, different, different um, um, moving right. directions. So a lot, a lot of the discs just bounce from wall to wall, but yeah. in some of them... Uh, their center of gravity is different. And so they mm-hmm. bounce along just their own ooh, parallel ooh, ooh. walls, which change everything up. I think it's called the centroid. I think we learned that in geometry. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's when it's like the middle. I'm just calling it the center of gravity. Centroid. Let's see. You look that up. It is um, a centroid. What's up? Well, technically this is triangles, but whatever. Same thing. Again, it has another great soundtrack. It seemed straight from like the early 90s. It sounds great. Almost like a punk rock space vibe of a soundtrack <laughs> yeah is, is there such a, is that is that a genre i'm not sure that's why i thought it was funny space punk <laughs> or what do you say um i don't hard know hard punks space punk hard hard rock space hard rock space punk yes hard rock space punk it's like you're trying to get to know somebody and you're like so what kind of music do you listen to and it's like well you know if i'm feeling wild on a saturday i'll play some hard rock space punk <laughs> <laughs> Um. Anyways, sorry guys, it's late. Can we I'm get a, can we can we get a vinyl of that printed on it and just put it yes. on the wall right there? Hard volume rock one, space punk. Hard rock space punk volume one. I no, like we it. need to reach out to the developers, developer team of a uh, disc room and say, here's what y'all need. Yes. Um, the varying room unlocks are great fun as well, and so each room oh, yeah. to get, you walk every time you get to another room. Um, it, the rooms themselves look like old school Zelda dungeons, like from the 16 and 32 bit eras, where you you look you go into the dungeons and you're looking down on Link, and you have to get you know to unlock the doors going up, down, left or right. You got to kill all the enemies and the doors unlock. It's the same idea, but instead of killing enemies, you have to die. So it'll be things like mm. survive 10 seconds or get killed by five different discs, and then. There's 30 discs in the room, and you're thinking, what? Mm-hmm. And, you know, out of the 30 discs, 25 are the same, and then four, you know, or 26 of them are the same, and then four individual ones are different, and you got to get killed by, yeah. you know, so you five have to avoid discs. the majority of them and yes. purposefully get killed. Or there's that one objective that said die in under zero seconds. I still haven't figured that one out. Which is like, huh? How do you die in under zero seconds? <laughs> Yeah, I have not Anyways, beaten this game yet. Um, it is great. So much fun. Pretty crazy. And then another thing, I don't know if you've mentioned this already. I don't think you have, but the uh, abilities you unlock. Oh, my gosh. As you yes. go through the game. Yes. I only unlocked two. I don't know if you've unlocked more. It's so much fun. I've only gotten two. Um, but just with the two, and you can, like, um, switch them, you know, between levels and stuff. Um, and it's and it just adds a whole other th- element to the game. It's just super cool. The chaos on the screen, uh, on the screen, seems impossible at times. I mean, because you're looking at it, and there's just, I mean, it's one of those things where if you're watching someone else play, it it seems like pure chaos. Yeah, it's gonna be like, <laughs> I mean, it can almost give you like your own panic attack. You're like, yeah. what is going to? But that's half the fun. Yeah, it really, is. It, it's like so much fun. The game really just depends on your your reflexes. Like, <laughs> if you can move your fingers fast enough then you'll do good. But if you're, like, have very bad reflexes, then you might struggle a little bit. You know, um, when I first saw this game, um, and I don't... 
well, let me just finish saying this. When I first saw this game, and I just saw you know still images of it, um, it didn't look enticing to me at uh-huh. all, at all. Um, I mean, it just it, it didn't look. I didn't look interesting. Like normally, if a game looks interesting, even the slightest, I like to my wish list. It did not look interesting at all. And then when I received the review code, it sat there for a while before I even tried it. And then I realized it's been sitting there. I need to try it out. Um, once I started playing it, I didn't stop, and um, I wasn't playing it more than 15 minutes. And I and I mean, I'm only 15 minutes into the game, and I'm thinking this could be the next Super Meat Boy. Um, now it is a shorter game. I mean, the game you could you could beat it depending if you're going for the just the main story or if you're trying to go for you know a completionist and knock everything out. Um, the game's only four to ten hours long, so it's not a long game. Um, but I mean, you're only I mean it's only 15 dollars to begin with, so I mean. It's well, I mean, it's well worth the price tag. You're getting enjoyment out mm-hmm. of it. Um, but just in that first 15 minutes, I guess I kept thinking this this has the makings of, of the next Super Meat Boy. Right. And so I would be really it has curious. That hook. It has that hook. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's creative enough and it's unique enough of, to make me wonder what's the next. Like they, they could really build on this game and make a much larger game. Disc House. Well, I was thinking D- Disc Room Forever. Oh, <laughs> maybe not Disc Room Forever, but you know, like I, I want to see, I want to see a bigger game. Um, it was just so good. It was, it was just. Eventually, you get to the point, and again, this this game's one of those uh, games similar where you find that pattern um, uh, of either moving quickly using abilities like dashing through the discs or moving hardly at all and doing micro moves. You know, just barely moving around the screen, letting the discs kind of move around you. It's almost like right. you're, you're, it's almost like you're dancing mm-hmm. with the discs, flowing with them, flowing just with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do that, you can just get through each level. But then one mishap, and you just lost. <laughs> yeah, like there's no hearts or anything like that. Like you die, then you die. Like that. That's that. I mean, you know? the, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. I, so it does, it does beg the question: What alien civilization out there? Um, has rooms filled with spinning discs. Daleks, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Goodness gracious. hate mm. the Daleks. I mean, they would kill them on the spot. They wouldn't True. put people in a room, but they're just that evil. You know? We need a Dalek. Or Dalek. I guess the doctor says Dalek. But yeah, he's a like Dalek British. right there in the corner. We need a big, uh, right there, Dalek. guarding the, the door to our podcast room, a giant Dalek. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, again, this is Disc Room. It's fourteen ninety nine. Um, I'm giving this game a nine out of ten. Um, it's just amazing. I love this game. It's 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 amazing. Um, I can't wait to see what else they come out with it. It's just an amazing game. Just so so good. And I love that question. Are you ready to get sliced in half? Because you're gonna and you're gonna Multiple like it. Multiple times. You're gonna like it. Okay. You're probably not gonna like it. La- last game. Last game on the list. Um, so the last game on this list is Ease Origin. Now Ease Origin is a is a title in a long standing series that I've um, surprisingly enough I know nothing about. Like I, I started doing some research on the Ease games. I haven't played a single one of them. Um, they've been out since like the eight bit era, and I haven't played a single game on anything. Yeah, they've been on for a long time. And huh. so my first um, forte into this series is the Ease Origin, and it's 19.99. Again, we did receive a code. You can get this game on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, and PS Vita. This that's how old this game originally came out back then. 
So yeah, you can get this on the PS Vita, which they don't even make I those anymore. I don't even anymore. know what that is. Uh, little PlayStation Portable. I mean, it's way back then. I mean, this is portable. Whole thing. There was a portable PlayStation. Well, there was a there was a PS Vita and a PSP, a PlayStation Portable, two different things. Yeah, PlayStation right. had two little portable systems. Huh. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. So they they redid it and brought it out on Switch. And uh, again, we received a code for this one as well. This game is nineteen ninety nine. I don't know how the other uh, Ease games uh, add up compared to this game. Um, I After I played this game and did my review of this game, I went out and looked. And, I, and from what I've read, this game um, stands really well on its own. Excuse me, stands very well on its own. Um, and that it also uh, does a lot of, of ease type of games, you know, a lot of the same mechanics, but it also breaks away a little bit from the franchise. And so if you're an ease uh, fan, I'm not sure how this fits for you, uh, but I will say I am hooked on this game. I haven't quite beaten it yet, but I've almost beaten it. I'm probably about the 80% mark on this game, and I am loving it. Um, this game I'm giving it a solid 9 out of 10, and it's, it's absolutely amazing again it's on nintendo switch playstation 4 xbox one steam and ps vita um and for me the switch is amazing this is one of those games for me where um i can play it on uh, on docked and i can play it in handheld and certain levels i do let me rephrase certain boss fights i do better in handheld um i mm. love playing this game uh, in docked mode seeing it on the big tv i really enjoy it but man this game is is enjoyable, but the boss fights are hard. Um, there was one boss, uh, uh, one boss fight. It's early on in the game. I think it's only the second or third boss fight. It's early on in the game. Um, I had the hardest time beating it, and um, I had to play in handheld because I just I could not um, get my timing just right. I thought I was going to break my Joy Cons because <laughs> I was smashing the buttons so hard. Um, and did, did you have those indentions in your thumb? I don't remember, but here's what I did remember. Here's what I did remember. I was holding my switch like this, and um, I, right now I'm holding my my Animal Crossing switch with the Animal Crossing Joy Cons, and I Flex was I was I was spamming the buttons so much, and I at one point I thought I was actually bending the Joy Cons against the switch, you know, like pressing them in forward. Mm-hmm. I, I had to stop playing. I was like, wait, 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 am I, am I breaking something? Because I was so intense on this boss fight, it was insane. I mean, I finally beat it. Um, <laughs> This game is so much fun. So let me just read a little bit here from the website. It says, Following a devastating demonic invasion, the twin goddesses use their magic to bring the inhabitants of the legendary Ease safely into the sky. While the demons work to construct Devil's Tower and reach the human's new abode, the goddesses disappear. As a mighty warrior or a cunning mage, you must seek the goddesses in Devil's Tower with your swordsmanship and spells. Uh, um... I'm sorry, with your sword message and spells, can you banish evil from the land of your ancestors? And so I'm going, um, I'm going as a cunning mage using the spells. I will say, why, why is it that with most of these games, if you go as a mage, you tend to be kind of a snob and a jerk? Because I know why. It seems like magic wielders, wielders with all their knowledge in their books are just... That's what it is. Book snobs. It's like, um, like how some people who are like doctors... and. Like in Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. how he's like this super famous doctor because he's a little snob. super smart and he's amazing at what he does. You know, it all gets to his head. And he's like, yeah, I went to school for like half my life. Those kind of people who 
go to college for like 18 years and act like they're proud of it and they enjoyed it. <laughs> in reality, they're like, oh my gosh, I went to school for so long. You know what I mean? Mm. But they just think they're like super smart. That's why. That's why the mages are like that. Right. Yeah. Right. I've had a whole thing. I've had a whole like thing in my head about it because mages are. Is that why? Yeah. Cause they but, are, I would, but I always pick a mage class. I love mage classes. I know. Anywho. Um, <laughs> anyway. All right. So let me just list some, let me just read off the things I listed about this game and then let me just talk about the game. So great battles, hard boss fights, a uh, wide variety of enemies with very little repetition. Um, and that's saying something because a lot of times when you get into um, uh, uh, RPGs, this very much is an action RPG. It's not so um, RPG. It's not such a rigid RPG where it's, it's full turn based. It's not turn based at all. It is RPG where you're leveling up your character. You are um, equipping new abilities, new uh, weapons, new gear, new skills. But it's action-based where you're spamming your abilities and you choose how you want to do them. And you can run away from enemies and you can kite enemies around different obstacles and everything else. Um, and there and there's such a wide variety of enemies. Um, and, and there's there, there's so much going on that there's very uh, little uh, repetition, which which is... Uh, something to say about a game like this. Uh, um, generally in games like this, when they have hard boss fights, grinding for XP becomes a norm. And, uh, and normally when you grind for XP, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour, maybe an hour grinding for XP, and yeah. it just gets boring. Um, I've spent a lot, um, not a lot, but a good amount of time grinding for XP on different levels. Um, and it doesn't, I say different levels, but it's not really levels in this game. It's just different parts in the, and the story as it progresses. Uh, but grinding for XP is rewarding and it's fun. It's never really fa- uh, felt repetitive or um, like I'm wasting like my chores. time. It's never felt like, felt like a chore. It's very rewarding. Uh, th- there's great music. Um, the, the effects, everything on there, the music uh, it, it goes right in. Th- the music fits the game perfectly, almost like an early 2000s style music. Um, but it's very... It's it's very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very action based, and it, and it just kind of keeps you propelled moving forward into the game. So it's never kind of just you know just sits back and everything. And it, 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 the music itself almost amps you up and like yeah. let's let's go get that boss and let's go after the next level and let's let's just charge forward and keep going after and, and clearing everything we see in front of us. Um, fantastic artwork. The character the character design is amazing. Um, I really enjoyed the story as it unfolds. Um, I know you're not, well, let me rephrase. I know you like story, depending on, on the story. Um, you don't like text-heavy story, um, especially when you're tired. Yes. Um, there are the exceptions. You know, Zelda's an exception. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. Um, and, yeah, I feel like a lot of it just has to do with what mood I'm in and what I've been doing all day. This week is exam week. You know, finals. Very true. So, this, this was not the week for you to try Ease Origin. Nope. And you're starting your driver's ed, which and is all online right now. Which is more reading. Um, so, I kind of forgot how to read for a minute because I did it so much. You know what I mean? It's like those artists, those uh, singers who, you know, they over sing and their voices break and then they can't sing. That's how I feel about reading. You know what I mean? It's like I, I feel like I read too much and now I can't read anymore. Um, Anyways, <laughs> no, I really, really like this game, and so like I, I, I mean, I'm actually excited. And it's rarely, it's rare that so anybody who knows me who plays games, and back up, anybody who knows me that plays games 
knows that I rarely beat a game. Um, <laughs> because I get I get generally about three quarters. You're of the way like through. that one person who never finishes their plate of food. Yes. Like they'll eat everything but one piece of celery, and it's like, dude, that's like two bites eating. Well, when it comes <laughs> to video games, I generally get about three quarters of the way through, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm done, and then yeah. I'll move on to the next game. And I always have a lot of games to play. Um, few games do I beat a lot, uh, or do I? Few games do I actually finish, and very, very few do I actually repeat. Bioshock is in the minority. Bio, mm. The first Bioshock I've beaten seven or eight times. Second one I've beaten probably five or six times. The third one I've beaten at least three, three. or four times. Love All the Bioshock it. series. Um, this game, I'm uh, I'm right about the eighty percent mark, I think ish. So you think about age. I'm out. I'm already excited about beating it and doing it again, uh, but with the same with the swordsman instead of a, a mage. Because oh. I want to try out the different uh, play style. I'm really, I just, I really, really like this game. It's a great game. Um, Ease Origin is a callback to action RPGs of the 90s that feels at home on consoles of today. And I really like that about it because there's a lot of games that are coming out like this that hold on to that 32-bit or 16-bit art style. And this game isn't like that. This game, um, um, it, there's a, it, it's not a 32-bit style. It, it really is more of like a, um, um, an Xbox 360 style, which I guess is what? Uh, what is 360? 256-bit? Uh, I'm trying to remember my generations uh, now. There's been, there's been so many. I think 360 is a 256-bit. Uh, Piece of garbage. <laughs> anywho. But it's right, it's right there about the th- th- uh, Xbox 360-bit <clears throat> uh, style, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it still looks good. Um, it's, it's a little dated. But it still looks good, um, and it, but it plays really well. It's very smooth. It's uh, the action RPG is fun. It's tight. Love everything about this game. Uh, again, it's Ease Origin. It's nineteen ninety nine. Um, we're giving it a solid nine out of ten. Great game. But these are four examples of great indie games that you can go out and pick up right now. Um, and again, to make the case for indie games for t- for today, um, if you're only waiting for the games to buy from Ubisoft or EA or BioWare, um, you know, big companies like that, which make fantastic games. And I'm not saying that they don't. Uh, you might be doing yourself a disservice by missing out on some of these games. Um, they're just amazing games. And, you know, I was j- just one other example, and I we won't go deep on here, is we've talked about Hades several times on this game. Mm. Um, Hades was nominated for pretty much every category, um, along for game of the along with game of the year this year, um, now they didn't win game of the year, but they won other awards right up there with it, and it's just and it shows for how a indie developed game by a small studio can stack right up there. That is a really good game, though. Hades is an amazing game. It really is, and, and like so, all the effort that was put into it, with oh all gosh. like the mythology, and the narrative, the uh, yeah. everything about it, every, the voice acting, everything about it. It's just it's an incredible, incredible game. So definitely go check those games out. We'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes. You'll have you'll see everything on there. And so anyway, all right, that's going to wrap up the show for us. Um, we are going to re, uh, pre-record a few extra. <coughs> Excuse me, we have a heater turned on up here, and it's really getting to me. I'm I'm surprised it's not bothering you and your allergies. I haven't noticed it. (laughs) No, it's really getting to my throat. Um, With the the holidays coming up, we're actually going to be traveling for a couple of weeks. And so 
um, we're going to get one or two additional live shows recorded, and then we're going to do some pre-recorded episodes because what we haven't talked about was the Game Awards, um, mainly because um, this year's uh, Game Awards, uh, the, the main show that I'm talking about, the Game Awards, that show specifically, uh, was a little disappointing to me. Oh. And there was only uh, two or three announcements that came out that really... Probably three announcements that I got excited about. One of them was uh, the next Smash Brother reveal, which we have not talked about on this episode, which I know if we're Nintendo fans and we should have talked about it, we'll, we'll save it for the next episode. Um, and there's a couple other announcements that I was really excited about. And then there's one ex- announcement that Jaden is super excited about. Yes, very excited. Which I'll let him wait for. Oh, and what? that's coming out. Uh, we'll just let them wait because oh. otherwise they'll go start Googling it. So let we'll them just, wait. We'll just wait. Make me wait more like and it. And so we're going to do a mini episode right, that he's going to host. We're going to talk about that episode, uh, yes. talk about those announcements specifically. And so we'll we'll stagger those releases. That way you're still getting content from us, even though we're not going to be actually recording on those weeks. So anyway, um, as a reminder, we are doing our Christmas giveaway. So make sure that you are following us on Twitter at Dad's GC. Make sure that you retweet, uh, tag a friend, and you like uh, our, our, the one that we're, we're, we're pinning right there at the top that talks about the giveaway. You have to enter. I mean, to enter, you have to retweet and follow um, on Twitter and make sure you tag a friend in there. The more retweets we get, the more entries we have, and the more winners we have, the more prizes we're giving away. So it's for the month of December. Lots of winners. We want to be able to give away these gifts. We're super excited. Remember, you can find links to everything we're talking about in the show notes, and then uh, you can follow us on facebook.com. Slash Dad's Gaming Corner. And as always, we want to hear from you, our listeners, at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. And be sure to leave us a good review. And I have one last thing I forgot to mention. After a year of submissions, because I submitted this in January, back in, um, I think it was the second week of January, we had all of two shows up. And I submitted it back then. I got an email last week. We are now on Pandora. Oh, wow. Yeah, it took a year. It took a year. What, 43 shows later? Yes. Nice. Uh, we'll give Ben for the doubt. 40 shows later. 40, sh- 40 episodes later, and we are now on Pandora. Well, hey, we're there now. <laughs> We've been literally everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I thought we had issues. I kept reading, and I hear that Pandora is the slowest one to get on with. So, anywho, we're now on Pandora. That if anybody cares. If, any, if that applies to anyone that's listening. <laughs> all right. Um, Jay, anything you want to say to anybody? Um, no, I hope you all heard about some good indie games that you all didn't know about. I hope this broadened your minds. Um, what is that from? Batman. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. The only reason I know that clip. Lawrence? <laughs> Who's Lawrence? I don't remember. It's from one of the old Batman movies. The only reason I know it is because... Like the silly ones? The old ones with... um, uh, The old ones. Like the cheesy ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way I can even um, see Lawrence would be one like the, the Riddler or something. It's it's the the movie that Prince does a soundtrack for. That's the only reason I know it because there's a oh uh, there's a wasn't song. That, wasn't that the uh, wasn't that the second one? Um, I don't remember. Or the first two? The, no, 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 no. Ah, the Prince of the second one? I don't remember. One with uh, the penguin and a catwoman? Maybe. I honestly don't know. It's it's one of the <laughs> it's the second or third. But the only reason I know is because I like that song. So I listen to it but it has the clip it has that oh my gosh. at the beginning of it, it says Let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? I don't know. 
I don't know. Oh, because I said let's play. Anyways, uh, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you all some other time. All right, everyone, stay safe. Check out some new games. We'll talk to you all next week.